This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. This is I Am Gotham. Yes, it's true. It's true. I Am Gotham is back. I don't believe it. I have made it a point to carve out time every week to do this show. Because it's been gone so long. Yeah. And the last episode was not very friendly. Sure wasn't. Because <laughs> I think it was uh, you and I arguing about probably. a certain Batman book. Oh, probably was. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, after Mike and I talked and you were like, these mother effers. Mm-hmm. I hate them both. I can't talk to them anymore. Mm-hmm. We weren't friends, but now we're friends again, so it's okay. Just, just angry people. I mean, it should make you angry. Angry. I am Martin, of course, and with me, I would normally call him my nemesis, but because Paul kept him waiting for so long, he is most definitely my friend tonight. Daryl Taylor! <laughs> I don't even know why you call me your nemesis. You argue with Paul more than you argue with me. I don't even know why you even, you even do that. I gotta do it. You got your network. I got my network. We're nemeses. Right. Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> You're fake nemesis. Okay. No, sure. there's, a, there's a show that I listen to, DLC. It's a video game podcast. Uh-huh. And that's uh, that's part of their intro. He's uh, He says something about like my friend slash co-host slash nemesis. <laughs> And, like, they've been friends since, like, kindergarten. Uh (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'm going to use that. I like that. Anyways, I'm Gotham is back. And I thought this is perfect timing because the button is fantastic. So I'm excited about reading Batman again. Wow. Wow, really? You don't agree? No, I just I'm just I'm hearing all this happiness. Oh, okay. Yeah, this Batman. Is, I yeah, just it's news. Oh, okay. The, right. the button's great, but it just it just so happened that last week, Hulu put out an original documentary. Surprisingly, I didn't even know about it. I didn't even know about it either. I was talking to Nick about it this past week. He's like, "Yeah, I heard about that." I was like, "Really? Where have I been? I haven't heard about this." Um, Batman and Bill came out. Friday, I think they premiered it, and you watched it. I watched yeah. it for a second time today. Yeah, it is really good, and uh, I wanted to talk about it. Okay, works for me. I, I, I talked. I only got to talk about it a little bit because Mike didn't see it. So we, you know, Gotham. I was the only one that saw it. Right, it was just me and him. So I didn't get to to get into it. Shame on those guys. I know, I know. It's okay. Mike was on assignment, so he's forgiven. But Campbell... Well, he doesn't have Hulu, so that's that made uh, a little bit more yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing. you got to have Hulu to do it. But, yeah. uh, you know, you can do uh, Hulu.com, promo code uh, uh, Gotham by Geeks. That'll get you in. Boom. Boom. And you get a uh, 14-day free trial. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in twice, you'll get uh, 30 days. <laughs> One day, Daryl. One day. Oh, okay. One day. But, uh, yeah, it's really good. I was surprised. I didn't know about it. I saw a preview. I was watching something else on Hulu, and I think they had a preview for it that popped up out of nowhere. And then that same day, I saw somebody on Twitter talking about it, 
and uh, I had to watch it. Um, obviously, you and I are both longtime Batman fans. Oh, yeah. So we're very familiar with the Bill Finger story, I would think. I mean, I know I am. I'm assuming you are, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but this, uh, but this, <laughs> like I, I was telling Mike, you know the story and you're like, oh, Bob Kane, you're such a <laughs> But when you watch this, this thing, when you watch this thing, it makes you go, damn, if you were alive right now, I would smack you in your face. Right? All right, so, so there's a, there's a scene, um, before before the what's what's the guy I know Nobleman's his last name I can't remember his first name the the, the, the guy that uh, Mark Ta- Mike Tyler Nobleman um, the guy that wrote this Bill Finger book and yeah. who stars his, in the in the documentary yeah his um, crusade I mean because he did this what for how many years oh, until he got done years because when they showed his daughter she was like four or five the first mm-hmm. time so it had to be wow man. Yeah, this, this had to be like eight or nine years at least. You, you, yeah, you could tell his wife was like, "Oh Lord, if I hear about this goddamn <laughs> Batman one more time, I'm gonna be nice because it's here. I'm gonna be nice on this little damn documentary." But boy, I am so sick of this. Sick of it. Um, Enough already. <laughs> that poor woman. She must be an angel. <laughs> she looks so tired. Yeah, because because when he first started writing his book and doing the research, I think they had just gotten married. Because he hadn't, uh, yeah, he yeah. hadn't done anything before yeah. that. I think he had maybe one uh, ch- uh, children's book that he had put out or something. And he had that Superman book first. And that's yeah, he did the Simon and Schuster book. Right. Um, but that was it. Like he was just starting. They were dead broke, and he's like mm-hmm. spending hours and hours every day doing research on this other like, thing. Oh, but Batman is in. I know she's like, well, how about? You do a Batman and find a job. How about that? <laughs> That'd be nice because Bruce Wayne is rich, huh? Isn't it? Right, right. Uh, I was gonna say Bruce Wayne doesn't have a job. Yeah, he does whatever yeah. he wants. That's what I would have told her. Oh, and she would have said, "Well, Bruce Wayne pays for stuff. He does. Guess what? <laughs> he ain't got no money." Um, but I think it's like probably an hour or so in. Right before he finds, he's looking for the air. Bob F- uh, Bill Finger's air. Um, there's there's a whole big chunk about Bob Kane. Oh yeah. And after they talk about Bill, Bill Finger's death, and they have that the Bob Kane stuff. Oof. I was like, so so I knew, I knew the story. I knew the story too, but they frame it. But they yeah, exactly. Frame it just right, like just they right. set it up like. We're gonna leave you with the, the the vision of him dying alone in his apartment, broke and destitute, just about. And then we're gonna show that bastard Bob Kane <laughs> eating and chilling and having fun, talking in interviews about how great he is. That's how we're gonna do it. So if you will hate him, and let me tell you, after that, I mean, I already didn't like Bob Kane much. I respect the man for for you know co-creating this character, um, but the stories that I'd heard, I already knew he was kind of an asshole, to be frank. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seeing it this way, yeah, it almost made me like just not even want to pick up a Batman book for a minute. You know, 
I was like, well, I, you know what? I don't mind picking up those books because he ain't written half of them. Well, yes. Like, he, yes. <laughs> that was yes. just, I had, it's funny because I think the last time I went to a con, me and, me and Campbell were talking in the car about trying to figure out, like, who are the other people that wrote these books because of this little ghostwriting thing that they had, you know, mm-hmm. this little deal. And it, it, this is not the only uh, book that this happened to you. There are other books out there where you think someone else wrote that book, but it oh, really sure. it was a scam. It's, it's just, they have all these stories sitting, and they would just buy it. It's kind of like... It's kind of like... I know Todd McFarlane, if he heard me say that, he'd probably want to kill me. Todd McFarlane kind of did that with Spawn. Where he stopped drawing Spawn mm-hmm. before he announced he stopped drawing Spawn, but he hired Greg Capullo to ape his style, to, to imitate his style yep. for a while. And then he was announced as the the artist on it. And it's kind of similar. It's it's kind of the similar same thing where you're paying thinking you're getting Todd McFarlane. Yep. But you're not. You're getting. And it's the same thing with. Uh, the Wildstorm stuff, like you think you get Jim Lee all the time, he had people ape his style too to get oh, yeah. stuff finished. Oh, and yeah. there are other artists that do it also. It's it's a it's a, a it's funny how so many uh, long time comic buyers and readers don't know this. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is like the worst kept secret. In comics, about being, you know, doing this whole thing. It's like if you have a, if you have the money, and you have this artist who, uh, sometimes there's a couple of artists who can mimic the styles of of your work, and you get two, three books, you just and you get behind your work, you just pay them a little bit, and they sign off uh, once they sign this paper. They have no rights after this. After you pay them, they can say nothing. Well, and it's funny that you bring up McFarlane because he was in the documentary. Yes, he was. And the whole time, every time he comes on and talks, I'm like, "You mother effer! You do the same crap." You did the same thing. You sure did. You sure did. Yeah, I I thought that the whole time. Uh, Yeah, I like that uh, Van Lente was on there because he did that comic book history of the universe or whatever the hell. Listen, I was so mad at, at Fred because I know him. And I'm like, Fred, you didn't tell me you were on this thing. <laughs> so we got to have him. I'm, I'm supposed to have him on Gossip My Geeks like mm. next week or something. I was like, Fred, why didn't you tell me you were on this thing, man? <laughs> I do Batman podcast. You up here on this damn uh, freaking Bill Finger thing. Come on. <laughs> Acting like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised. I think they were. Those are the only two, right? There were no other comic book creators. Oh well, Roy Thomas was on there. Yeah, right. Roy Thomas Roy was Thomas on was there. On there. Um, kind of briefly though. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Um, it was pretty quick. But yeah, it was. Uh, it it was really really interesting, man. Wow. I think I, I knew I knew a lot of the story before um, whatever has happened in the last couple of years. Um, I just kind of lost interest, maybe. Because you've heard even the even when he told the story about um, when Bill Finger uh, did the Batman sixty six episode, mm-hmm, right? Yep, yep. And wanting and and crying because he <laughs> got billing just for that one episode, right? 
I remember that story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, I guess because of what they set up in the documentary, which is what you're supposed to do, like they want us to feel a certain thing. You know, they want us to feel... They do play with your emotions in this documentary. Oh, I mean, yeah. they, do, they play us like a fiddle, right? Oh, yeah. Like they... they you know, this whole thing of setting it up where, you know, kind of getting into what, how he feels about Batman and what it means to him and, and, and what, you know, and then it goes into creators and then explaining. He did, it also did a great job of explaining for people that could give two shits about a comic book mm-hmm. to explain to them how it happened. Right. So right, that right. they could stay, they could stay in the story without eyes glazing over because you know how some of us could be we get so technical and shit and start naming issues and numbers and all this kind of stuff and eyes start rolling <laughs> and you're done you're out but <laughs> but it's basically explaining fraud sure. legal fraud i mean that's basically what they were doing like i'm gonna build a house for you and then when you turn around and go away, you you don't care who. As long as the house is built the way you wanted it built and it's built well, you don't give a shit who did it. Right. I'm paying the person that told me they built the house, right? Even if I know 20, 30 other people are going to build that house, that dude's just going to sit on his ass and chill, right? And mm-hmm. get the check. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Doesn't have nothing to do with me. I'm paying the dude. Get my house. Leave me alone. Right, and that's basically what the deal with DC was. They knew he was doing that. They didn't care. Give me, give us our books. You know, give us a whole bunch of our of, of our books. I'll pay you the money. Yep. You do whatever the hell you're gonna do with that. Well, we I don't care. I think there's a couple things the documentary kind of glosses over, uh, which I I wish they would have expanded on more. But I think if they had expanded on it, it would have defeated the purpose of the documentary oh yeah um so i I mean we've been talking about it for like 15 minutes basically it's this guy who learns a lot about bill finger who co-created he wrote batman for god 30 years um with bob kane and Mm -hmm. bob kane pretty much has always taken all the credit for the creation of batman and this guy's would just he wants to give bill finger his due um, so he starts doing all this research on uh, Bill Finger's life, on the creation of Batman, like his whole family history, like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some, there's some really interesting points. But the stuff that it glosses over is the fact that this was 1939, dude. Yep. Right? Like, they didn't have contracts that they were negotiating to do this. Like, a lot of this stuff was done with a handshake. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and you oh, know, yeah. towards the end of the documentary, when they start bringing the lawyers in, um, they talk about copyright law and all this stuff, and how nobody has ever seen this uh, this contract between National Periodicals and Bob Kane, right? From thirty nine. I mean, my assumption is either the contract doesn't exist, or like it's it's locked up somewhere. Right, and they don't even know the, where the hell it's at. Um, but even yeah, then, with, yeah, I mean, think about it, right? Do you think they they kept that contract this whole time? I mean, maybe. Well, see, did. the thing with Bob Kane, he's a he's a liar, right? So it's hard to to know. And I could see DC also going. 
I don't I don't want to deal with this. Like, so I'll pretend I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it's a like, handshake to us. So just... Bob Bob creates the illusion that there's some kind of contract where he's the only creator. And by the time that DC figures everything out, they're like, eh, we'll just go with Bob's story because, like, it protects us. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the way it comes off to me. It's a wink. It's a right, handshake exactly. and a wink. And plus, that's the way business was done back then. I mean, that was pretty much they – if you read a lot of the, the older stories and you wonder why – one story has nothing to do with the next one yeah. a lot of times. It's because they would just stockpile a bunch of stories. You know, they'd stockpile them, put them in a drawer, and when they need them, pull them out, put them in the books. Like, and that's how they do it. It was really like, just give us as much product as possible. Just, just We want as much stories in the can because we got to keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. Everything has to keep going. And that's kind of how they did it. They didn't... I mean, they didn't really care... Uh, about the people working there like it was not like people think that it, like it's funny when people go and they complain about the business now but they act like it was a renaissance before where they treated creators great mm-hmm. and now it's just they treat you bad no it was pretty much they treated them worse before because at least with this you can sue them now right but back then it was even worse because there weren't uh, any, there weren't any any compensation. There, there, a lot of these these guys didn't have lawyers, didn't have money for lawyers. They were just nine to five guys. They didn't think about the business side of it. Sure. It was just they got their payment and they went home. That well, was. And the thing is, I'm I'm not a lawyer, right? I'm not, my name's not Chris Campbell, no. so I I don't I, I could be wrong. But if I remember correctly, in New York State, a verbal agreement is legally binding. So whether there's a written contract or not, in New York doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know, as long as the two parties agreed on it and and shook hands, then that's legally binding. Um, which kind of sucks for Bill Finger, though. And I, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't want to like undermine that point, right? Like he he kind of did get dicked, to be honest. He um, did, and he didn't. But he also what people that don't speak up for themselves, especially in this business, especially at that time. Those are the people that are usually the ones that um, died with no credit. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I was I saw some comments on um, I don't know if it was on IMDb, maybe somewhere else. And of course, that's you know the first problem. Uh, right. But somebody's like, "Well, why didn't Bill Finger speak up? Like, wh- what's there to speak up? Right? Like, this is post depression, World War Two, yeah. right? Like, you have a steady job, steady income." Yeah. Why would you speak up? What do you? And that up was about? supposed to be your boy. Well, that's right? the other thing, right? That was supposed to be your homie, your boy. So he's saying they said this. This is like, and and he goes back and and the, you know, like he's the go between. All he knows is that they give him the money. You know, Bomb King's giving him the money. You know, giving his cut. He, he evidently he did get his cut, whatever they decided upon. Mm-hmm. But the problem was. He was uh, lying. I mean, he was probably lying or not. I mean, or they just didn't care. I mean, all they wanted was they knew that we own Batman. All they knew they did was that. Like, you know, that was their character for sure. Um, and that little bit of money that even Bob Kane got, it wasn't even a lot of money to them. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and they never say exactly how much Bob Kane was making out of it. 
but he did talk about what Simon and Schuster were making off of Superman, mm-hmm. which was yeah. eight hundred dollars a week. Right now, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I can't do like inflation calculations, but I'm assuming that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like that's probably a couple grand. Oh, that was least. a lot. If you, to get eight hundred dollars a week in that time, shoot, to get to get, to just get thrown eight hundred dollars a week, and and that that was pretty. They were pretty much living probably middle. I, I would say they were middle class. Mm-hmm. That was a middle class income, I would say. Yeah, right, right. Um, so that was pretty good. That was that was pretty good for them, uh, you know. But they, but also they didn't have health care. There's no pension plan. You just got this money. All right, here, I here. Stop. Stop. I, I just found an inflation calculator. Mm-hmm. All right, so eight hundred dollars a week is forty one thousand dollars a year, which in twenty seventeen dollars is seven hundred and thirty thousand dollars. A year. Ah, see. That's pretty damn good. That's, yeah. That was, yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure that National wasn't paying Bob 800 bucks a week. No, but he was probably making enough that he could live well. Like, he didn't, there was no mention of Bob Kane being broke, right? He was living well enough that he could cut a check to finger. Right. Well, and not just finger, because he, he had a letter yeah, and yeah. yeah, he had a bunch of people working for him. Other writers too. That yeah. never there were other writers in this that never even got mentioned. Yeah. After, but I'm saying he had enough to cut. Like he had enough that he had a he almost had a, a side business. Like it oh, was. Yeah. It's almost like, um, it's almost like we are Five Guys Burger Place, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna funnel it down and you get to do your we 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 you provide us with the burgers we still get the we got the money we get the money you provide us with the burgers but he wasn't cooking anything he had all those other guys cooking and he was just paying them the minimum right so he was still making he had to be making enough because he was not I don't remember ever hearing a lot of stories about him being broke at that time. No, never. And I mean, he he really got a lot of money after Batman sixty six came out. Oh yeah, that was by then. It was it was uh, it was a phenomenon by then when right. it got on TV. But right. even but even before that, he was making enough of a steady income because all he had to do was just keep doing those stories, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing. Like I think by by now, especially after, so you've seen Image Revolution. Mm-hmm. By now, we kind of expect something from the industry, right? And it seems like even DC does pretty well for their creators. Um, after you know, a lot of lawsuits, after, well, yes, early, earlier on, of course, right. after a lot of lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like people getting checks for. Minor. What was the one um, in, in Batman Superman? The um, the KGB agent. Or oh yeah 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 yeah. In royalties, he got he got um, he got enough royalties. He got more money with just that one character being in the movie. For ju- I mean, if you add up his appearances in the movie, it would probably no more than fifteen minutes, right? Sure. He he said he got more money. I think it was Jim Starlin. He said he got more money with that than he did 
uh, two or three characters used in the Marvel Studios movie. Right. In all the Marvel Studios movies. At the yeah, at at the time, I think they cut him a bigger check now. After all of that, I think he got a. I think they renegotiated some of that because yeah. he, he did say something about. Um, there was some article about them getting a little bit more money. I think they just kind of. Well, I mean, we, we tired of you talking. Yeah, gotta, yeah, I was gonna say with, with, gotta, with the way the Marvel movies are going, they yeah. better give him more than a yeah, than a dollar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't want just Starlin talking. We don't want yeah. We don't want these creators to. Um, to start complaining that <laughs> this movie, but now that all these uh, figures is coming out about how much these companies are making off these films, uh-huh. like we got we got to nip some of that. So, yeah, that's that's something that's mentioned at the end of this um, when they when they talk about the uh, the Warner Brothers fight with the Finger family. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't they they don't give specific numbers for what they were giving her. No. Uh, but that one lawyer is like, yeah. Sometimes they'll just throw, they'll write you like a ten or twenty thousand dollar check, yep. and they're like, here you go, thanks for coming. Don't you get sign that paper. Yep. And and see, that's a thing. Like going back to Bill Finger, that's kind of what it was when he's starting off with Bob Kane making this book. Like, yeah, they were friends, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like he, the man's trying to earn a living. Right? Right. And he doesn't know that Batman's going to be one of the most successful characters of all time. Nope. Right? This is 39. Like, the comic book industry is, what, five, six years old by this point. Yeah. No one knew it was going to be no that. No one knew that. No. Um, and even with the success of Superman. Like, there's no way you would know. Think no. about how many books come out now, and then in a couple of months, you never hear from them again. Right? Same thing. No, because they didn't have merchandising back then. They that was have, the thing. Yeah. That that was a, that one merchandise. When you get into merchandising, that's a whole other animal. I mean, that's that is the basis of the WGN strike that almost happened because no one took into account um, streaming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you make dealing with a company that's like. Those days of you, they pay because Disney is pretty much like this. That that's why they had these contracts early, and they don't really change. Whatever you create when you're sitting at this desk, working for us, we keep. Mm-hmm. You don't get any. You don't get to have any royalties. We could make trillions off of what we, what you just did. Doesn't matter. You can't go back and say, um, I didn't know that you were going to make that much money off of it. So I, I would like to renegotiate and get and get a piece. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So that that's the thing. Like they, what should have happened is all these people, all these guys that that were ghostwriting, right mm-hmm. under under Bob Kane. Some of them added, and I mean, even now we still don't know. There are things that we still don't know because these guys have died. We, right. we don't know who said what. Because Bill Kane wasn't honest about it, um, but they would add things to the story. Like when they would ghostwrite these stories, they would add little things like a helicopter or a bat motorcycle or this or that or or add a character here and there. Um, and sometimes the, the character would be used for a long time, but then later on the character's used again, mm-hmm. and then by then the character can hit. And then be a big deal, but guess who gets paid for that though? Yeah, it's, Bob it's, under, paid for that. it's under his name, right? right He's the right. one that they're saying uh, created it. So that's 
that's the problem. Like a lot of stuff gets it's it's a mess to try to figure out who did what. Mm-hmm. You know, like who exactly did what because there's no one wrote this stuff down. Right. This is supposed to be this is a creative process, right? No one really sat there and said, "I added this, you added that, blah blah blah." There were no contracts done between them. No one knew to even do that kind of stuff back then. So you couldn't there's no way you could kind of give a a, a a adequate number of what you contributed to what, what who did with what. Well, see, and that that kind of helps uh, the Finger family's case towards the end of the documentary. Yes. Because since there was never a contract signed, mm-hmm. that means that Bill wasn't technically like work for hire. Nope. So by copyright law, technically he does co-own the character. Right. Um, so that really helped him at the end, even though it really screwed him for you know seventy-seven years. Yeah. That's true. It did. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. And I, I wonder, like, all, all the other ghost writers and ghost artists, mm-hmm. like, how, how much they contributed, right? Because all, all we know yeah. is Bill Finger, because Bill was there for, you know, 30 years with Bob. But what about, like, all the guys coming in and out? Like, how much did they contribute that we'll yeah. never know? Right, that's the thing. Like, some of them probably stopped working in comics years ago. Like, they probably did... Uh, some stories here and there, and then they left and did something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And never did anything else with comics again. Well, and I mean, really, all the stuff that we know from Bill, I mean, the the guy that put this documentary together, like, he did some hellacious research, dude. Oh, totally. He did a... Oh, man. <laughs> he, I mean, he, I he's, mean he's years like, of research. He, like, he found pictures, he yeah. had audio recordings of the first comic convention. And that audio recording... With Bob Kane. Oh yeah, from the, the biography. Really, like the stuff he did later on. When you get old and you start feeling a little guilty. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's nobody to pay because no one knew. He probably assumed he didn't have any kids. Nobody can come back and get me. Right. So I can I can say it. Yeah. I, I'm comfortable saying this, and they can't. Nobody can come after me now. Well, and I I don't know if they said when that came out, but I mean it was. Like ten years after Bill Finger died, yeah, um, and, and I think and Bob Kane was up in years. Yeah, I think Bob died a few years after that, right? After yeah. the autobiography came out. Yeah, because he was up in years when he when he did that recording. Um. So yeah, I mean, by that point, who cares, right? Yeah, because no one's alive. There's no heirs. That was the thing. I don't think he knew uh, that he had an heir still alive. Mm-hmm. No one knew that. Yeah. So, um. So he thought, you know, who's going to sue me? Who's going to come after me? And and you know, who's going to who's going to come after you to 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 take what? What are they going to take from me? Nobody can do it. I'm trying to think about that though. Like, surely Bob knew that Bill had a son, though, right? Because Bill's son died in '92. Yeah, but keyword is son died, and I don't yeah. think it was. He seemed to be very not. <laughs> It seemed to be a surprise to most that the son got married and even had a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. It, it seemed like a lot of people didn't know that. It seemed like they didn't keep in touch. I don't. I don't think they keep kept in touch with that. Well, you, you know, know, that's funny because I felt that way when I watched it, and I knew about Athena, 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching the documentary, and then they're you know they're talking about Bill had the gay son. Of course, he had no kids. Blah blah at that end, and then all of a sudden, like, um, was it Mark Nobleman? He finds uh, this obituary for mm-hmm. uh, Bill's was it Bill's mom or somebody's mom, um, and he finds like these cousins. Um, a Fred finger, so he goes and calls the cousins, and it turns right. out that Fred, even though he was gay, he was married at one point and had. Well, his kid. wife said he was bisexual. Yeah, his yeah. wife said he was bisexual. So yeah. he had this kid that nobody knew about. Nobody knew about um, her. No. And it was weird because she had the same last name. Um, but yeah, and that was out of nowhere. And I knew about Athena because I remember when they finally decided to put Bill's name in the credit line. Right. Um. But watching the whole movie, I'm like, oh, shit, like, where's this going to go? Like, it was kind of yeah. a, a detective yeah. adventure, right? Yeah, and then the way they did when, it, yeah. when, After he finds her and says, Athena Finger, I'm like, well, shit, yeah, Athena Finger, of course. Like, I should have known this, you know, 15 minutes ago when they're, when he's looking for the damn woman. But you totally forget all that, and you just end the, the, you just end the story. Like, where, where are they going? Like, who are they going to find? Like, mm-hmm. what's, what's going on? But, yeah, it was, I mean... It, the son's story was tragic too. Oh like, yeah, how he died. Like he he got married. He got married and he had a kid. I'm assuming they got divorced. Um, and after the divorce, he contracted HIV, which at that time. They were just taking people and putting them in in hospices when they got mm-hmm. when the AIDS virus uh, was activated. You know when you, when you got that sick. Yep. Um, and that's where you just it was terrible. Like they just put you they put you in this hospice with other people with the same thing, and you just wait for you to die. I mean that was kind of it. So th- that whole story I didn't know about the story of telling. He had to. He took his daughter to the beach to tell her, pretty much goodbye. Right. Like she couldn't even. Which, from what she said, she wasn't even allowed to go to the funeral. Right. So, like, how do your father, who she knew, like she knew her father, right? It wasn't like it was a a secret or estranged relationship. She knew her father to not be able to go to your father's funeral yeah that, that's kind of rough something's i mean that was just i i felt like there there had to be more to that story um, well i wonder if i wonder if there was and i didn't want to get into it if there was some resentment that maybe she didn't know he was gay that's possible when they yeah. divorced i mean that's what came through what went through my mind like it almost was like you are not to bring him up and be, you know, like he got to see her at that time at the beach and then that's it. You, yeah, because she, she was like 10 when he told her she that he had AIDS. Right. And um, that's, yeah. it, it seemed like, I mean, now everything, you know, since he's passed for a while, I get, you know, like maybe they didn't want to get into it, you know, you, but I, I get the feeling that it was like you just pretend your father was he's done like you just you just right. you don't even talk about him yeah well i mean there was a, a lot of stigma towards 
people with HIV back in the yeah. 80s, right? So, oh, hell yeah. I mean, I could, I could see that. I could see that. Um, so, so I could see that also being something where when he died, there was a lot of secrecy about it, right? Yep. So she took her daughter and probably, I don't even think she lived in the same state. No, he he was in New York. I think right. they were in Massachusetts. So and she probably was got remarried or something. I guess I'm sure she did. She had a, she, a she has name. siblings. She has ha- she has half uh, sisters. Yep. And yep. She has a brother too. Yep. So that was it. So you would assume this is not the day and age of you could just go online and just look on a computer. So if you were Bob Kane, you just think, all right. You know, he died, his son died. I won. Right, right, right. There's no one to come after me. DC probably thought, because they knew. They knew what, about this. I mean, this this wasn't, wasn't something they never knew. They thought they were probably safe. Mm-hmm. They thought no one was going to come after us. We didn't have to deal with it. Because if there was someone that, when they had to settle with uh, Siegel and yep. Schuster, yep. They would have also the lawyer would have told them, we need to make sure you settle with uh, whoever the the heirs are with Batman as well. So we don't want to have these problems again. Mm-hmm. That's we want to be proactive with it. Right. And I'm pretty sure they thought, OK, son died. You know, he didn't have any other kids. Sure. So, you know, we're done. We're good. We're safe. You know, we, we we don't have to deal with it. Put you know, keep Bob Kane's name up there, and we're done. We don't have to deal with this ever again. Any money we get now, it's still ours, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Bam. But see, what's interesting though is how much social media played into all of it. Oh yes, right. Because like he he finds Athena through MySpace first of yes. all. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I mean. Between the time his book comes out and the time that Athena starts deciding to actually give uh, get credit for Bill Finger, um, it's a few years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even then, by now, I think between the time it started and now, it's what, like 12 or 13 years probably? Yeah. It's a while. It's been a while, yeah. Um, but... It, a lot of that has to do with social media. Because, I mean, he was doing his little grassroots thing, right? Like promoting his book. And he mm-hmm. had the, the mm-hmm. Bill Finger number one thing. Um, going to cons, talking to people. Cons um, was another big thing. Cons was the big thing, right? Because he started... Right. Um, the guy that did the Batman and Psychology book, mm-hmm. which I just finished, is really, really good. Um, he starts uh, bringing Athena along to every con that he goes to. Right. Um, and so obviously that helps, right? and that kept the story going of Bill Finger too. Absolutely, you go to cons absolutely. And you talk to your other creators and stuff, and and uh, historians, and you know, and they'll they'll have panels and stuff about that stuff. There were Bill Finger Finger panels back then too, sure, uh, talking about it, but you just didn't have anyone directly related to him to really personalize it oh dude i remember this stuff being talked about like mid to late 90s yeah i do too you know yeah bill finger was a name i heard like i it was always 
spoken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that thing when he's going at that con and, and stopping all the people dressed as uh, Batman characters. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know who Dick Grayson is? Do you know who whatever Joker is? Do you know who Bill Finger is? And, like, nobody knows who Bill Finger is. And I'm like, really? Like, you don't know who Bill Finger is? Like, granted, yeah, I, like... That looked like some editing. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah. you, you and I are steeped in this stuff, so yeah, we know uh. who Bill Finger is. Surely, like, anybody that's dressing up as Batman at a con knows enough name. about Batman to know Bill Finger. Yeah, you heard you heard his name mentioned many times, and you saw his name in some books. It's yeah. not like he, he just was totally uh, erased from comics. Yeah. So, although the the documentary kind of almost plays it like that, really. Oh, they do because they want us to. <laughs> they they really want us to feel that sense of urgency and and of. Of we can't let his memory fade. Like they want us to feel like, you know, like he he is just being forgotten, and they're just trying to fight this this wave of apathy, I guess, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, they fed it. I mean, they, they they listen. They they did a great job. They knew how to, they knew how to play anyone watching that, unless you are completely soulless. <laughs> they knew how to play up if, even if you don't care about Batman, right? Uh-huh. They knew how to play up how would you feel if your father or uncle or grandfather who worked, you know, all his life and he was pretty much um hustled out of millions of dollars. Oh yeah. Potential millions of dollars, right? Everybody could get that. You can understand that. The little guy, you you get it. Mm-hmm. I don't care what industry it is. You you understand that. Sure. So they they did it well. They did, they did they did what they needed to do for this documentary. Well, and you know I don't I don't know anything about Athena, and I'm not talking about Athena when I say this, but I, I really hope that she actually did want to pursue this to get mm-hmm. Bill's name. Uh, credited in, in the Batman mm-hmm. books, because um, it seemed like when when uh, Mark Nobleman first finds her, like she's kind of like uh, I don't know, uh, low income apartment in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're not rich. Um, they're not rich. And, but, and her, she, but her sister is an attorney, so they're not exactly broke. Broke. Yeah, her sister yeah. is an attorney. All right. Um, and you know, like uh, she didn't have a good relationship with her father. No, she didn't know her grandfather because he died before she was born. Exactly. Um, so it's weird, but at the same time, like the way the story is told, it almost seems like she she does have maybe a little bit of longing to know like where she comes from. Because she could have taken that settlement. She could have. Oh, that for settlement. sure. Yeah, she could have taken the settlement. Um, and and them winning anything was. Not guaranteed. I would say probably no. very improbable that they would win anything. Yeah, if they had went to because they negotiated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if they had fought it in court, they might. She might not have gotten anything. No, no. So to turn down that guaranteed money, guaranteed money, and it, it knowing that I'm pretty sure it was at least. I don't think it was twenty thousand. I think it was more than that because this is a little bit later on. Yeah, this I would is, say six figures probably. Yeah, I, I would. I would say that too. 
to to keep it so that she would you know not bother them ever again. They don't want to hear. It. They don't want to deal with this. They don't want to fight this in court. Mm-hmm. This because even when you win, you lose because you look bad. Yeah, you look bad exactly. So they don't want this. That's even now. That's um, I remember uh, reading an article where comic companies now are making uh, people sign. Um, when they do collections, mm-hmm. they're making them sign uh, these these uh, what do they call them? The contracts where you are not allowed to speak negatively about the company. <laughs> so even if you do, like even if you come back to do like I don't know, like a six page backup, you know, sometimes they'll bring a creator on to do that. Mm-hmm. The sneaky way to get you to be quiet is, oh, yeah, yeah, here's your money, but before you get your check, we need you to sign this. <laughs> and not only do older creators have to sign it, but um, people that are working in the industry now, some of them were saying they have to sign it. So that means any potential problems that would keep you from saying anything about these companies. Yeah, you know, that's pretty standard, though, I think, for, for a lot of big corporations. Um, I mean, I, I've got one of those at work. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not allowed to talk about work on social media. Right. If I ever leave, I can't talk about them publicly or anything like that. I think oh, that's, yeah. That's pretty standard. But um, it's different for comics. Like, we're oh, talking sure, about the entertainment sure. thing. Like, for this to, to be done for comics... That changes a lot. Like that, that is slowly because a lot of things, a lot of changes made in comics to help the creators. Most times they were they were done because of um, an outcry mm-hmm. from from fans, right? From outcry from fans, outcry from like they had to take it to. Uh, social media, and before social media, they had to take it to conventions and. Um, you know, like any kind of get-togethers where there are enough people that love their work that they can kind of embarrass the company to do right. Mm-hmm. You know, even as recently as what this year. Oh yeah, with Starlin talking about. I know Marvel was embarrassed by that. By oh saying, yeah. You know, like you can you can hate on Batman Superman all you want to, but when these creators were like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> what did you say about the movie? Mm-hmm. I got a check, and not only did I get a check, it was a it was a good enough check that it took care of me and my family. I don't right. like like we are taken care of. Okay, you can make billions all you want to, but I don't give a damn that you got to sit in the hospital bed. Like that's me. I don't give a damn if you sat in the hospital bed. When they do these little stories where they're like, oh, he was. He was sitting and he and he got to he got to watch that movie. He got to watch Ca- Captain America or or the Avengers run around <laughs> and do their thing, and then he died peacefully in his bed. No, after that, after that, who cares if he got to watch the movie? Did he did he die? Was his bills taken care of? Right. Was his family left with a bunch of debt? Okay, and I'm not talking about cousins and stuff. Cousins don't count. They don't matter. I'm talking about direct family, wife, children. Were they taken care of? 
with these billion dollar movies, you could cut them a nice little check and it wouldn't hurt your pockets at all. When I hear stuff about that, when you, when they when they get cut a nice check for what they've done, that's when I'm like, there you go, that's great. Like mm-hmm. that that stuff matters. Like not not the little little oh they they got to see the character in in lights or whatever. That doesn't matter. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that it's it's still an issue that we still have to deal. Like people still have to deal with that because the amount of money that are made because what movies once we got into where we at now with films and cartoons and short cartoon and streaming direct streaming now that's that's the new world we're getting into now um with YouTube and and apps you know like Warner Brothers is going to get their own app and mm-hmm. Um, access and all that like we're talking about new avenues of money like this is this is this is different uh uh ways of them to make money off the same creations that these people have done already right so it's just not it's not over yet i mean it's just still stuff that is there's still laws that are have to be changed now to this i mean there's still you know court papers and stuff that had to be rewritten and I mean there's there's still that coming on because we because this industry it's changing so much like with like they didn't know any of this stuff we still don't know it's still an, it's still a new world video games but dude it's going to take forever to catch up though I mean like yeah they'll never you, catch up if you look yeah. at technology just mm-hmm. think about like the iPhone right so 10 yeah. years right Think about how much technology has changed in just 10 years. 10 years ago, you had a flip phone. Yep. Right? Now you've got a computer in your pocket. Yeah. Okay? There's still laws in the books that you can't hold hands in public. A man and a woman can't hold hands in public. Yeah. They're still in the books in some states. I know. From 300 years ago. You see what I'm saying? Like, the, the technology changes just so fast, it's almost impossible for for the law to catch up unless you have the companies being progressive enough where they want to compensate their employees right right and we we talked about this this is not necessarily a batman discussion it's kind of an off-topic thing but we talked about this with marvel a lot Mm -hmm. um where it seems like dc generally tends to take care of their people a little bit They're better old, than Marvel does. And what and and we got to give it to, it's an older company. Sure. And uh it it's an old enough company that people who were readers, who were fans of DC wind up getting in a position to make the changes so that people like them that they loved, that they, you know, supported got compensated for their work mm-hmm. like that's that is basically what had happened you know with the law with the addition of the lawsuits and uh and then other people getting in and and putting getting put in charge right where they were able to make those changes uh marvel's not as old and they just didn't have that kind of leadership to they didn't feel it was important enough to do Royalties, the way it, like they do have royalties, they do have royalties, oh, but sure. they're not as much. DC had they get more money in royalties than uh, Marvel does. That's just the way it is, and it's not Disney's fault. This is before Disney when this stuff was going on. They just mm-hmm. continue it. 
But see, that, that's really weird, though, right? Because, like, so, yes, DC is an older company, and they always had more people. But, like, if you look at Marvel, right, for, for mm-hmm. a long time, they could only put out so many titles because DC was their publishing. Yeah. Right? So they yeah. could only put so many titles out. They were always the underdog. A lot of the stuff was done by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And so mm-hmm. you would think that a company that comes from that pedigree would want to make sure that their creators are taken care of, right? Because they were they were the little guy for such a long time. Well, but it's, it's, I it mean, seems like it's the opposite. Stanley, in circles, in certain circles, Stanley is not as beloved because of business practices. Oh, dude, on the inside, I have no doubt. Yeah, on the inside, I have no doubt. So, I mean, even with him, there's there's a lot of the Bob Kane accusations of um, people talk about his IP, the things that he uh, did when he was at Marvel, mm-hmm. and these characters that are out now. There's talk about how they're forgotten. <laughs> Some of the, the people that really did these things, you know, they really contributed and created these characters how they've been pretty much forgotten. You know, go to the victory goes to the to the the, oh, sure. the, the live the living is are the winners, right? Yeah. He's, he's the winner. <laughs> he's he's mad he's he has been able to change his way. He was he's able to change and accommodate and 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 move and make moves in the business as it's been changing. Like comics have changed quickly. Like it just shifts and 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 where the waves are going. And he's always managed to to be a step ahead and be able to move with it. Mm-hmm. So he gets a check. He's he's able to to um, but he's also been known as a company man. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean. And I'm not a historian, so I, you know, like, I can't get into the, it's a lot of stuff with this. Like, you know, like, who really did what? I mean, it gets into that. Well, I mean, Again. With, 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 with that stuff, there was obviously some shit. Like, when, when Kirby left Marvel, for example, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure Stan Lee had a lot to do with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I've heard stories. You know, pe- people are used to, especially now, people are used to seeing old man Stan Lee on like you know doing uh, cameos in Marvel movies yeah like people that have been reading comics for a long time know the stories a little bit more especially now that the internet's so prevalent mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean it's interesting dude that's that's the thing right like those of us that grew up reading books in the 80s and 90s probably really came at the right time in terms of the industry because yeah. that, that's when you, you had a lot of that shift towards the more indie, um, the creator-owned stuff that wasn't really there before and has really exploded since. Right. Um, so we, have, we, can, we can have a different perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, in regards to this documentary, it concerns me for like new people that don't know any of that stuff. And like this is not ancient history, right? Like this is no, twenty years not. ago, twenty five years ago. But you could change the narrative. I mean, you, absolutely, you could pretty much change the narrative to fit, and that's and that's what companies do, right? They want the PR to be right. That's why they hire PR firms to handle this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So to to make sure that you don't look at them 
in this way. Right. And, and, and things can go left really quickly and, and it could mean not so good things for the bottom line. Like it could affect, you know, uh, uh, your money down the line. So they image is everything. And that's kind of where we're at. I mean, even in this documentary, like this, they won because the, the image that DC would have gave off of Warner Brothers, DC and Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. they did not want that image for their company, right? Because these mo- because they were starting a whole new cinematic universe, right? This is this is when you know, like Man of Steel had came out, and they were gonna they were moving towards Batman and Superman, which was gonna set off. You know, Wonder Woman and all this kind of, kind of other stuff. Yep. They didn't want this. They did not want this problem. They did not want to hear this in the media. They did not want to to have to answer questions about this stuff. So when it really got to that point, when it really got to the focal point of cons, they were asking them in cons about this when they're you know at at San Diego and 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 other you know New York Comic Con these big cons when other people started to ask these questions about her and you know Bill Finger and her and the granddaughter and you're like I what are you doing about this like have you they even had the point where they showed that they had lied and I remember when it was in the it, it was in the newspaper or something where they uh, where they came at DC because they had lied at a at a uh, panel mm-hmm. about being okay with the family. It had settled. Yeah. They were okay. And I remember <laughs> it being online and stuff where they yeah. were like, oh, no, you didn't. Yep. They, they did not settle it. And so they had to do it. Like, it was just too much. Like, the there was too much spotlight going on, especially with what they were trying to do, what they're still trying to do, that they could not have, they just, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it to, to cut that check because they make these movies. And I'm talking about t- like, even when they say this movie only made this certain amount, we're talking about Batman, Superman, uh, Spider-Man, you know, like these characters, you start adding up the lunch boxes, the sheets, the t-shirts, the hats, the pens, the, you know, like when you start adding that money to this, mm-hmm. when they get, they could give you, they can cut you a two, three, four million dollar check, and it not even scratch what their bottom line is. Most companies have a, a thing where they, this is how much money we can spend on lawsuits. Right. This is how much we we can lose. We can afford to lose this much and still uh, make our profits. The what we what we projected for the year, right? They were like, someone said to them in that board meeting, someone said to them, listen, it is not worth going through this and having to deal with this woman um, and having to hear about this family. We don't want to hear about it. So just this is how much we can give them. This is, you know, we'll negotiate. We'll do this is how much we can give them. It's probably worth it to just do that. And the lawyers worked that out. And so when they went in there to negotiate, they got it done. Bill Finger's name is going to be on. It's from now on when Batman's had something to do with it. Bill Finger's name is going to be on there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but that's 
but again, it had to be because of the embarrassment. Now imagine they have you sign all these papers now and you can't say anything. Right. And you just have to sit on that like, or, or possibly be sued, right? I mean, and that's why they're doing it because they don't want you to they don't want to have to go through this again. Yeah, and I guess it really depends. I mean, I've got a couple NDAs, one for work. I've got a couple outside of work that I'm under. Um, and it's it's not fun to be under NDA for anything, dude. No, it's not. You know? It's not. Um, even even some things that like would just be stupid, really. Um, but just the fact that you can't discuss with anybody, like the, the randomest little thing that pops up, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's, it's just silly. And granted, like I'm not benefiting really from being under NDA other than getting information and having a job. Um, but you know, like for example, Athena, like I'm sure she got a pretty nice chunk of money. They never mentioned um, how much she got. Right. Yeah, that means she got a nice chunk of money she got a nice chunk of money i mean she right. got she got residuals from batman v superman and she, future and future probably. anything yeah exactly anything future she's mm-hmm. there getting residuals from gotham right um so you know that's nice mm-hmm. but at the same time like personally it doesn't benefit her in any way no right because really like all she knows about her family is what mark nobleman has told her right so I don't, I don't know it's just it's so weird like the way the way the story ends up being is so strange because the way the family history has evolved is just so sad and weird it yeah it is because that's the thing like finger was very private and we know why part of it you know probably you know was was that he was just not someone who was outspoken like he was very trusting uh, to his detriment and he and he didn't he didn't want to make waves you know they just wanted to go along with the with what was happening and even when he was even when when even with other people when he did complain about um because you saw Bob Kane's name all over the place, right? Oh yeah. Um I beat man, listen, I <laughs> I punch him in his neck. I like if I had to keep seeing that, I don't know how he held it in for as many years as he did. Because he probably I mean he probably just to imagine to hold that in like he had to all those years with Knowing what you contributed to this, right? And nobody really, and and, and he's not saying anything. And it, like he's he's out there just promoting himself and blah blah blah. And you you pretty much are just scraping, right? He had to hold on to that for till he died, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't die comfortably either. So, I mean, it it, it was just, I mean, and and. In a way, you say to yourself, "Why did you sit on that? Like, why did you let this dude do this to you, and you not at least try to to do something about it?" Right? Mm-hmm. I, which is valid. I think that's a valid 
point. I mean, in the in the in the documentary, they don't get in it too much because they. But the way that it makes it appear, it's like he's just. He's almost like a child, the way that he's portrayed, like Bill Finger. The, like he could, like he didn't question anything. He just went along with it, and he, and he had to, like he, just, had to take it. Like, but you say to yourself, like why? Like you didn't, like you saw other creators suing, and winning, and. Why did you take? Like, why did he take it? And that's the that is one of the things where you go. And because we don't really have anyone, you don't have too many people that are alive or that are really speaking about it that were close to him. Um, we just don't know what his thoughts were that why he held that in like that. Like they, they didn't really get into it that much. Um, yeah, that that was a little odd because as as much as they try to show you Bill Finger's side of the story. Um, they never quite dive into him. And, and, and I mean, it seems like maybe that there's just nothing to dive into. Right? Because the only two people that really, that were alive when this was being researched were his second wife, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, oh God, what was the guy? Charles something, Charles Sinclair. Um, the guy that, he was uh, his, his buddy that worked for Batman 66. Right. Um, that helped him write that one that one episode. But other than that, like, nobody knew Bill. I mean, no. Bob Kane, but Bob Kane's not going to tell you the truth. No, why would he do that? You know? So And that was it. The, the DC guys are going to say anything, because they kind of already know. Matter yeah. of fact, they had um, Infantina was on there. Who was the other one that was in there in the documentary? Um, I can't remember. But they were, it was Infantino and somebody else that worked on Batman, and they were both doing the same thing. They're like, you know, Bill Bill is the guy doing this book, you know? Yeah. Uh, and Bill is this way. But, of course, I mean, like, those guys are gone now, so you can't talk to them either. You see what I'm saying? No, like, you can't. It's tough. You, you can't. So, I mean, he was a, he was he was enough. He was vocal enough to work on that show. It's it's, it's hard because you're like you don't want to pile on and be like, you know what, dude, it's your own fault. You let him do that to you. You let him punk you, and it, it's on you, right? You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. But in a way, it is frustrating when you hear the story because it's like, man, you you have kid, like you had a child, like speak mm-hmm. up, like you were enough. You got married. It wasn't like you were impaired. You weren't impaired. You weren't sick at the time. You weren't hurt in any way that you couldn't express yourself. Right. Right. Why did you sit on this? Like, why did you not? fight for it. It took a dude who's not even related to someone who didn't even know you to do this. Yeah, but you know, like, you you can see that in hindsight, but like, yeah. think about living through that stuff, right? And yeah. I mean, he was with Bob for 30 years, dude. Like, you know, he was getting paid. He had a steady job. You know? Not, yeah, that's true. Not many, not many comic book people can say that, that they can be on one character. Yeah. yeah. They know they're not going fear. anywhere. I'm sure there was a fear of don't rock the boat. It's it's easier just to let it yeah. be like it is. Don't rock the boat. Exactly. Um, 
I'm still working this nine to five. I'll just do it and everything will be quiet. Yep. But even after he stopped, you would. Well, by by that point, I mean he's broke, right? So he got divorced in what, like the fifties. So yeah, that, by, that pretty himself. much ruined him. Yeah, that pretty much ruined him. It appears. It appears that that pretty much uh, ruined him. Yeah. When he did that? I mean, they they don't go into much of anything, but Mm-mm. once uh, Batman sixty six came out, DC decided to kind of get rid of all the Golden Age guys. Yeah, they're done. They moved people. them out. Yeah, yeah, they, they kicked totally them all out. Them out. Yeah, uh, except Bob, of course, because he's got a perpetual contract. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Bob, 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 moved out, but I mean, he's still getting money off of it. You see what I'm saying? Well, he had a lawyer, right? Yeah, of His family, family had a lawyer, so they knew they they had they were of of mind to to put that in there mm-hmm. to to make sure that he was taken care of, even when he stopped working there. Mm-hmm. But most didn't. <laughs> most, I mean, to be real, most didn't think about that. They just, you know, thought about working day to day, and that was it. Yeah, but it, it's just, it's it's sad. And what's really sad is for the others who never, uh, we don't even know their story. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's that's what you can't necessarily be sad for those guys. I mean, it it seems like. Those guys were kind of maybe more one and dones, right? They weren't around for a yeah. long time, and yeah. that, that's maybe why Bill Finger's story is a little more like it hits you home a little bit more. Well, right? yeah, because he was yeah. there for so long, right? Um, and I mean, judging from everything that we know, like he he really did most of the work. I mean, e- even in that uh, that recorded interview for Batman and B, the Bob Kane uh, autobiography, mm-hmm. Bob says. Bill did 75% of the work. Yeah, he had to admit it. Well, I mean, he didn't have to, but he, he did. Uh, you know, he admitted it. Shameful. Shameful. Well, I mean, he did. I swear, he did. I don't know if it's the documentary, but I think he gave off the the douche, douche chills before that, though. I, like any, the interviews I've seen with Bob Kane, he, he kind of gave off the kind of douchey, creepy, well, I don't trust you type of vibe a little bit. I, I think what it was is it's almost like every time he talks, he has to, like, prove to you that mm-hmm. he's the Batman guy. Yeah, he's overdone. Yeah, that's exactly right? he, what it he, is. Yeah, he overdoes that's it. That's exactly like he's trying to overexplain. But But it's because I think he's always had that guilt. Yeah, because he right. knew he lied. He, he exactly. knew what he really contributed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially once things get big, right? So, like once Batman sixty six comes out, and yeah. everybody's yeah. just everything Batman. Um, it, it, it that's kind of got a wear on you, right? Um, be, before, uh, like yeah, nobody I'm, knows you, right? You're just nobody guy, knows. You're just yeah. a guy doing this comic, like who right. gives a shit? But once and, it's like a pop sensation, that's different. And he loved the limelight too. That was the other thing. He mm-hmm. he enjoyed this stuff, like. You know, Finger didn't. Right. He enjoyed this. He enjoyed being in front of the camera. He enjoyed, you know, he didn't turn down interviews. Well, I mean, he admits to that, right? Like, he saw yeah. the success of Simon & Schuster. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to recreate Batman yeah. so I can make that Schuster money. Yeah. Totally. He, he didn't give a shit about the character. 
No, he he wanted the fame, uh, and it just so happened that I'm pretty sure those lawyers were like, "Hey, listen, you know, do this. Don't say nothing about that, and you can ride this out. Mm-hmm. You know, once we once we work this out, you you can't be you know you can't be touched or whatever. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure a lawyer's going to tell you you know all that kind of ways to get around things. Oh yeah, and it it worked but it's just such a I think this was so fascinating about documentaries what I like especially about comics is because there weren't uh contract it's like music too I, I like I those contract record companies back then it's amazing like they, they didn't have good contracts either it's like they always had to make it was up to the um to the artist to be smart enough to make a proper contract for themselves. Yep. It, it, you know, like, and then even then, like, when you get your first contract, it's shit. And then you have to, you know, when you get it popular enough, you gotta, you gotta fight to get a better, got a contract. And con- like, it, a lot of this stuff comes up in, in these documentaries, and they're doing more and more uh, every day as, as, as more stuff comes comes out like it's up to because more people want to do these documentaries like that that's kind of the thing and comics there's just so many years like you could do comics on just um just what happened during the war oh yeah with comics you could do comics on like and that could be a two-hour thing and then you could do comics on um on what happened after the war, then you can do comics on like just the superhero stuff, and then you could do comics on just the crime stuff and and the uh, the horror books, and like it's it, like there's just so much that's not really tapped into. Like even when they do documentaries, they they gotta kind of they can only touch on a couple things as they go and then they have to move on to the next thing because it just you know they don't have that much time like unless unless you're rich and you can fund your own documentary and you can cover what you want to cover um but there's just so much behind this like there's just so so much history of 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 things that could have been and just just because of what happened or or they didn't sign or this person didn't speak up or this person died Mm-hmm. Or this person, you know, like just all these little things, or this editor got in, or this editor left, before, like all these little things in comics, like um, that when they have these little documentaries, or when you go to cons and you sit at a panel and you hear, or you just talk to these creators and you hear the stories uh, of how it was back then. I mean, one of the craziest stories of. Lubdell, Scott Lubdell getting X-Men and getting in a position where he made millions in the 90s mm-hmm. because he showed up to work and he raised his hand. <laughs> Basically, like people had quit. Everybody was going to Image, all the all the stars were going to Image and they were like, "Who the hell can finish this book cuz we need it done?" And he had the guts to you know, say what you will, you know, like he ain't the greatest writer or whatever, but he had the guts to get up and be like, I'll do it. Right. 
You know, everybody, anybody else could have did it too. Anybody else could have raised their hand. They went with whoever went first, right? Whoever who had the guts to go first and actually do the job. And I mean, so just stories like that. There are so many stories like that in comics where things happen on a whim or this or that, or like it's just. So it's like I love watching these documentaries or listening to uh, people or, or journal good. Uh, journalists uh talk to these creators and and you get to hear uh all this kind of stuff because it i don't like it's a funny thing like every time you hear about the comics from from how it started to now i don't know how they got any books out Mm -hmm. on time Mm -hmm. because it's such a throw shit at the wall type of thing with with the companies well, I think it seems that now, because it's been so many years, but I'm sure like they kind of knew what would sell even back then. You know what I'm saying? And well, I, they did so much. They put they they did they did. Well, yeah. I mean, they went with the when when sales went down, they changed. I mean, they always did. Like you know, like when when the they knew when stuff were not was not selling mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. what they were before, and they had to move. You had to go from horror to this or that, depending on whatever happened. They always had to make moves. Like now, like it's still the same. They react to those numbers shift. They have to change. They have to do things quickly. Well, you got to remember too. Like back then, we, we, I wasn't even alive then. They had uh, like anthology series. Yeah, that's how you would launch everything. Oh yeah, you know. And I mean, I I still remember those from like the nineties, and I I love anthologies, Mm -hmm. right? Because you always have something new. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even I think even by the time that I was reading comics, a lot of the launching points for new characters weren't in those anthologies. They were in somebody else's series. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Doctor Strange, right. Aquaman, right. Uh, Captain America, uh, Nick Fury. Like these these characters didn't get their own books right away. They they started out and with short little stories. In, in other books. Well, I mean, even Batman and Detective. Yeah, even know? Batman. Detective yeah. wasn't a Batman book until that tw- issue 27. Again, you're throwing shit at the wall, and then the characters that people really responded to, they were the ones that they brought back, mm-hmm. and then eventually transitioned them to their own books. Yep. And that's why you'll have, like, if you get, if you ever read, like, the 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 Superman number one or Batman number one or whatever, sometimes they'll start off and you're like, why does it feel like I'm missing something? Because you are, because they because they didn't even transition it to start it anew. Nope. In the in the number number one, basically it's just it was in Strange Tales fifty two. Yep. They just went from that to, to straight to that first issue. Yep. Bang. Yep. That was it. So. Well, and that made, sense, that. Cause that made sense, though, because you were probably reading that, right? Like, that's yeah. the book you're reading to get to, to learn about all these new characters. Yep, yep. So it makes total sense. It totally it it does. It sense. totally does. And you, back in the days when you looked in dollar bins and stuff, I mean, that that was kind of how you found these characters. You didn't, you didn't, I mean, now everything is, is packaged for you. Mm-hmm. You're number one. Yep. But back then, it was like you you found it, you liked it, and then you had to find your way back. You had to be a detective for you for the books you liked, and and trace these characters back to other books and stuff. So, 
I mean, it, the business is crazy. It's fascinating how they got this done. Oh yeah, like it is. It is fascinating. Like I, it's just so much behind the scenes. Like the infighting, the the, the personalities they had to deal with. The it, it's just it was crazy. It was it was, and the amount of money that came in and out of comics, mm-hmm. and the person and, and and how people had to deal with that just the thought of you had to change your name to get jobs because if one company knew that you worked for another company and you didn't have exclusive contracts it's just that they had they just didn't want you working for them and if they knew you were if you worked for Marvel they knew you were working for DC they would fire you off right right off the the bat so you'd have to change your names to go back and forth because they didn't make enough money just they didn't get enough books like they didn't they didn't get enough jobs at one particular company so they had to take uh you know do multiple jobs but imagine you had to change your name and kind of hide and and do jobs mm-hmm. crazy well and not just that like you know a, a lot of these creators were jewish and you know if you yeah. had a jewish name yeah. that might not be okay with your publisher, right? And, yeah, so you not even a mite. It wasn't. Yeah. A lot of times it wasn't okay. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it was, uh, like, it's even crazier to, to hear, uh, like, creators of color, forget it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you got anyway, if you got in at all, I mean... Yeah, I was listening to Mike talk about that, the, uh, what was it, the Negro Comics... Yeah, in the forties, yeah. that was really interesting. Yeah, they wouldn't publish them. Yeah. I, that it got to that point where you did what you were supposed to do. You got the books out; people liked them, but they just wouldn't even publish them. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, like, we don't publish them, their books. We don't do that." Yep. So, yeah. Well, you know, and it's. I think some of this has changed now because a lot of people go to cons and meet creators. Of course, you have the internet, so people follow people, mm-hmm. the creators on Twitter or Facebook, or whatever. So you, you get a little more of that personality. Right. But you know, back then, especially back in the 30s and 40s, you don't know who these people were. No. Right. There you was didn't. no way for you to know them. I mean, the, you didn't know what they looked like. You you, know all you knew was a name. All look, you, all you knew was a name. Look at the Bill Finger stuff. His first con. Yeah. His first con. When anybody saw him. Okay, outside of the DC office or wherever he was, you know, working at with with Bob, um, sixty five is the first time any, anybody ever saw him, mm-hmm. right? So that's what like twenty six years after Batman, yeah. And even after that, like there were two pictures. This dude like researched for a decade and found like ten pictures of of, of Bill Finger. Um, by the way, I love those pictures. Like the one uh, <laughs> when he's mowing the lawn shirtless. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, like it's fascinating, right? Like we back then they didn't have any of this crap. It, but no. now now we know so much that it, it it's different. Like I, I recently finished reading the uh, Wonder Woman: A Complete History, mm-hmm. and like the story of that is totally fucked up. Oh man. Right. But though. but when the character's coming out, nobody would know this, right? Like no. they see this like cool female character like kicking ass. Um, they don't know like the dude is like a, a polygamous pedophile, like S and M dude, right? Like yep. on the side. Nobody knew that. Yeah, so it's interesting. 
it's interesting. I think I think the documentary does a, a pretty good job at that. Um, I thought about getting the book. I don't know if I'm going to get it because it, it almost feels like maybe I would get. I would already know a lot of the story. Uh, yeah, because it's not like a novel. Novel. It's more like uh, like factual stuff and cartoons and you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. wasn't a thick. It's not a. It's not a thick no, book. Not thick at all. It's not a thick book. And you would think it would be the way that he talks about it and he researches. You would think it would be a novel, mm-hmm. but he did it more like he did it more like I'm going to take this this true story right and i'm going to do it like a comic book yep yep which is fine that works sometimes yeah yeah it worked for him well he's still coming from the mind of a children's book like that's his style that's you know kind of how he wants to do it to make it as easy as possible and accessible as possible for somebody to read it so we we're older, so we want a book. We we want all that stuff. We want all the all the juicy uh, <laughs> content. We want all the all the stories, all the interviews. We want all of that. Yep. Just just put it all in the book, and we'd read it. But um, well, and the thing is too, like this this is Batman, right? So this is an easy sell. You were yeah. talking about like I'm, I would love like documentaries for every single character, like every creator. I would love the shit out of it. I would oh, watch all I of them. Uh, but think about like what the market is for that, right? Like, yeah. There's not many people that really care about that. No. And that's not. I mean that's kind of, it's sad. It's unfortunate. That's, that's why that's the way it you're is. not going to get it. That's why you'll get a documentary about Superman. You'll get a documentary about Batman or Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get one about Marvel comics, and you'll get one about DC comics, and it will it, it pretty much stops there. Like yeah, that's it. Un- unless. Like again, you would have to be somebody with you. Just, you know what? You'd have to be a really rich uh, comic fan who would fund this stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you were like a millionaire or a billionaire, probably like one a million dollars would probably be more than enough to get a really well done researched documentary out of it. Oh, dude, I would think you could probably do like five or ten documentaries for that yeah yeah so imagine if you could do like i don't know now i don't i mean the game could change like if this bill finger thing does very well i'm sure hulu paid well to get this and it's nothing for them but for the person that did it who's not rich you know the person that did this thing i'm pretty sure it paid them they they made a nice little little chunk of change so imagine if they did other stuff mm-hmm. and they and they said they would or imagine if you made something called uh, you made it a regular thing where you did uh, comic book documentaries and you just regular if i because if i was rich i'd do it oh yeah i'd do a regular thing of of documentaries and it would and i would gear it towards selling it to hulu and or amazon or you know, whatever. I wouldn't be network television because they don't get enough viewers for stuff like that. Nope. But when it comes to being on a streaming service where you have the option where you can just press a button, you know, like you might not watch it today, but you might, the average person might watch this documentary two months from now or three months from now or a year from now. Um, 
you know, but it's there for you. You know, like I'm saying, like the, that's a better place for things like this. Well, I, I think I, I don't want to shy away from the documentary, but I think Hulu's misstep here. Um, I'm I'm glad they purchased this and distributed it because I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really really well done. Uh, there were some places where it was very emotional. Um, like the, when Bill dies, I cried a little bit. Um, when the guy, the, when the guy finds Athena, I cried a little bit. When they talk right, about right. her dad, like there were like three or four places where I teared up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, like, Hulu doesn't have any Batman content. No, right? And the, I think that's kind of a misstep. Well, I I only think that this got done <laughs> because they did it broadly. I only think this is part of this. The reason why this thing got done is because they're going to have comic book shows on Hulu, mm-hmm. and I think they're trying to do more. Like uh, I think Marvel's uh, Runaways are going to be on. Oh yeah, that's on right. Hulu. Yep. And I think, and you would go. I mean, for us as a fan, you'd go, but that ain't even DC. So why the hell would they? <laughs> like, why would they care about a whatever, whatever? They're talking about broadly. This is talking. This is something where they're trying to sell to a mainstream. You can't just be comic people like us who are going to watch this. They're trying to. This this is something where they have to get those clicks and those you know streaming from um, a bigger audience than that, or else they won't bother doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. So if they think that they can bring in, like if they could make a little section of comics, they're going. They're going to. Like if they could. Like I can see them saying, "Well, oh, we're going to have this little show, and you know, we're going to have the show on here, and and maybe we'll, you know, get some get some eyes on this." because documentaries are not expensive, so um, I can see them saying, "We'll do." Since we're trying to get, and I'm sure they're trying to get more content for for Hulu. I'm sure they're trying to get more the more sure. stuff, sure. right? So I'm. You know, so I could see them going. You know, the the, the stockholders and stuff, and 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 bo- at the board meeting, uh, boardroom meeting, going. Well, let's do a couple of things. Let's do a couple of things because we, you know, they do this w- on ABC. They pretty much funnel out. Um, they have their little documentaries when they when the movie's about to come out. They have a nice little thirty minute or hour-long special, right? And they talk about this stuff, and people get excited, or they have it on a on a talk show that night, and they show the, you know, the trailer, and every, you know, and people get excited, and they're they're interested to hear this stuff for a minute, and then, you know, they move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder if this is just... This is a dipping their toe in the water to see who would actually want to watch this like they're, they're gonna look at these i can they're gonna look at these numbers to see how many people are streaming this how many people saved it how many people are are actively looking uh at this stuff um and if more people do then i can see them continuing like mm-hmm. you know doing the next thing like a superman like when justice league comes out or you know down the line it's a lot of stuff coming out like a lot of other Hellboy, for example. I mean, just all that kind of stuff is coming out. I could see them saying, all right, we did this. We can do more stuff because people want to actually watch it. You know, they're, they're interested enough to watch it. So 
So I think this is like the test. This is this is testing the waters. And if you're gonna test the waters on comic book stuff, Batman is be the first one because everybody knows of Batman. Course. So you're going to do you're going to use Batman first. That's that's the thing to test these waters. And wh- if we hear anything, like usually if it's really something very popular on Hulu or Netflix or whatever, they'll say that. Like The Handmaid's Tale, for example, that must have been very popular at Hulu because they've already gave it another season and they talked about how active people were in watching the show, right? They get it, they want that. So if this gets, you know, a lot enough uh, uh, activity on, on their on their site, then we will hear about more stuff, I'm pretty sure. Like sure. there's no way we wouldn't. Like this wouldn't get supported, and and they would they could branch off and do other stuff. Like I don't know what this team that did this documentary. I don't know if they're planning on doing any other comic book documentaries or not. But uh, we'll see. I mean, like next year, it's the the amount of comic book TV shows. Like, not even just superhero stuff. I'm just talking about comic book-based. Like, we got Scalped. We got, um, what was it? Scalped and Preacher and, um, there's another show well, that's you getting You said adapted. Runaways is coming back. Runaways, I just Cloak saw and Dagger. Gotham just got renewed for another season. Gotham got that. renewed. Black Lightning. Oh, Legends yeah. of Tomorrow. Uh, Flash. Um, there's some unnamed still show that's supposed to be coming on ABC. We got um, Inhumans mm-hmm. coming out. Um, like we got uh, when this DC uh, Warner Brothers uh, all access uh, app is, is launched. We're gonna have uh, Titans in it. Yep. Um, live action and and uh, along with the Young Justice cartoon coming back season three, um, like, and then going down the line, there's other stuff like American Gods is not a comic, but well, it is now. It is right, right. I mean, it's still in that vein, like, like to get that, and and so we have other like there are other deals that are made. Uh, well, like I think Kelly Sue DeConnick and Matt Fraction, uh, they have that deal. Um, when they left Marvel, they had that uh, the deal to do whatever first look deals with mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with their uh, comics, with their uh, creator own comic stuff. Like one of their things just got picked up. Oh, Happy! That's going to get uh, the Morrison comic. Happy is going to be on Siffy. That got picked Interesting. up. Um. And then, and then on top of these shows have already gotten, uh, they went past pilot. They were already giving them a series order. Really? Because they really, yeah, the, the Black Lightning got their series order already today. They announced that they have a series order. Runaways has a series order. We haven't even seen the pilots yet. And they're, and they're, and they're like, forget it. We are confident enough in the product that we're giving them series order already. Hmm. Um, so who knows? I don't know what Scalp's going to do and, and other shows like that, but they're like we're moving on to we're moving into the to the field of past superhero movies to actually doing uh, creator own comics now. So mm-hmm. that's a whole nother field 
that's that's opening up. So, I mean, I could see more documentaries coming as this because the, uh, the History Channel has superheroes decoded. Yeah, that yeah. that's that's coming out like, um, and that's a series right now. Even though they're not advertising the thing at all, but uh, it's still. I mean, if this was you, if this was like four or five years ago, they wouldn't even have thought of doing something like this. Mm-hmm. But they're doing that now. And, and so uh, it's opening up, and I hope they do more um, I hope they do more documentaries. Like, I would love to, to hear more history, more comic history like we did with this. Yep. Because there's so much. Like, this is, even with this Bill Finger thing, even what they've talked about with other or documentaries and, and whatever, it's like they haven't even touched on more than, like, 10% of the history, of comic history right now. Well, and the thing, too, is, like, seeing it on film gives it a little, uh, like, extra oomph. You know, yeah, because yeah. like I said, we know the Bill Finger story, but like yeah. seeing that thing, like when they, dude, when when they cut, like they they changed to like a comic book format, mm-hmm. and they cut to his room, and it's just him, and he's got the blanket like half covering his face, yeah, and yeah. and uh, what's the, the guy walks in like to check on him and pulls the blanket down and finds Bill's mm-hmm. dead, like, duh. Like that Damn. was powerful stuff, right? Like yeah. you can read it and be like, okay, like that sucks. He died alone and broke, but like to see it in that way, just it it really gives it a little. Yeah, the way extra. they framed it, it yeah. was like you just felt it, like him being in this apartment alone. Um, with a little black and white TV, with a little black and white TV, yeah. and knowing he. You know, this is it. Like he, he, he's, and I know you see all that Batman stuff that's going on your TV and stuff, and you are not acknowledged really. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're a rumor more than anything else. You're a rumor. Yep. Like I heard that he did a lot of the stuff. Right, right, right. But um, you know, a name that I'm hearing more and more. Well, with the Guardians coming out now, um, I think I, I could, I could see someone doing a documentary on him too. Bill Matlow. Oh yeah. I'm starting to hear his name more and more and more um as 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 time goes by. And I could see I could see someone doing that next. Like he's he has a bro- he has a, a a broad amount of 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 comics that he's contributed to the medium that uh I keep hearing if too many writers say that name, it makes me think, eh, what's going on? Something, <laughs> something might be going on. And they cut him a check. So something, something might be going on with him. We don't want to look bad at this documentary. Let's get this man some money. Let's get his family some money. Um, before they do this documentary, and then they say we didn't give him shit. Well, he. Matlow's not dead yet, though, right? No, he's, he's not in, dead. But he's, he's in dead. he's in bad shape. He's in very bad shape. And they recently had uh, there was an article where they recently gave him they they did better with the royalties. They gave him more money hmm. for uh, the movies for for the characters he contributed yeah. to the films that are out. So to make good on that. 
they don't do it for no reason. You know, there's a reason why they do that. Um, and I don't think they want. Sadly, and it's like Death Watch. I mean, it's bad. It's the condition he's in right now. It's like I don't think they wanted him to pass away, and they not make good with him, mm-hmm. with his family at least. Um, before they do. Well, I mean, especially, I mean, he's got like severe brain damage, dude. Yeah. 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 So he definitely needs that. Mm. And they're really using, I mean, and, and, and they're to the point now where they're using a lot of the characters he contributed. Right. You know, uh, a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, like there's a lot of stuff in those books that he contributed with uh, the Micronauts. Is, they're trying to do something with that. Um, you know, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, yeah, Son of the right. Tiger. I mean, there's a lot of, like, white tiger. I know they're they're starting to get to that point where they're going to be mining uh, some of these characters and, and, and stuff. So um, I'm glad they at least, you know, they kind of, you know, taking care of those medical bills because I can only imagine... Oh no, kidding! With the with the the damage that that bastard that hit him did, what those medical bills are, and he can't, you know, he'll never work again. So I mean, mm-hmm. I can only imagine how terrible those bills are for his family, his wife, and stuff. Like it's crazy. Like it's it's ah, man, it's just insane. And he's only sixty five. See, maybe Marvel's not so shitty after all. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, trust no company. That, that, that's my that. motto. No company that. is to be trusted. They 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 do good and bad, but you have to always watch them. Trust them. Never trust them. No doubt. That's that's just the way it is. You have to be that way. It's uh, enjoy the stuff you want to enjoy, but you know, don't get caught up in thinking that they they love you back. <laughs> You are a customer. You are a customer. That doesn't mean you stop loving the guy. I love comics. I ain't never gonna stop loving comics. But uh, don't think they love you. No, they love your money. <laughs> they love your money, and they always loved your money, That's even right. from day one. It was never this. Let's just do comics because we love them. Nah. No. Nah. <laughs> let's do comics because I think we can make some money off of publishing these stories. Not a thing. Yeah. Never happened. No, it doesn't no. happen that way. You know, no, no, it doesn't. Doesn't work that way. Even Apple, as much as I love my iPhone, they didn't say to themselves, "I'm gonna make an iPhone just for Daryl." Oh, dude, I was thinking about Apple too, because uh, the the Bob Kane Bill Finger thing is a little bit like Steve Jobs and uh, Wozniak. Yeah, because Wozniak yeah. did all the work, and Steve's mm-hmm. like, "Here's this computer I built." He was the idea guy. Yep. He was the one that could pitch it. He yep. was he was the one that could could pitch it to a room. So moral he's, of the story he's the Stan is Stan Lee. He's the Stan he, Lee of it. He is the Stan Lee. That's right. Yeah, because Stan. That's what Stan did. He was able to sell it. Like he was able to sell ideas to other people. You know, and that's that's kind of the deal. Those are the people that you remember. It's sad. I mean, they're. That those are the people that we remember more than the quiet ones who, who are in their head. You know, they're always in their head thinking of stories and stuff. Um, a lot of times they're they're just forgotten by history. Moral of the story is: don't be a creative type. 
be a manipulative type. God damn it, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Put on a loud suit, sell that shit. Oh man, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Are you, uh, do you recommend this? Oh, I definitely recommend. I recommend this. If any, I recommend it to anybody who likes documentaries. First of all, like mm-hmm. if you're into documentaries and you and you like. Uh, the human condition because they do sell the human condition. I mean, oh, yeah. this is more about that than it is about Batman. Like, don't let that you know deter you if you're not a comic book fan. You can still understand this story and and feel for the people involved in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, really well done. Um, you definitely don't need to be a Batman fan. Nope. You just you need don't. to be a fan of interesting stories yeah that's it most definitely yeah well done um and i think long time batman fans will know a lot of this yeah um but especially i think the last like 20 minutes was nice for me Mm -hmm. um, because i didn't know the full story of all that newer stuff right right? like i knew bill got his his, oh spoiler alert bill got his credit line right and uh batman superman all that um but i didn't know everything that happened behind the scenes. So that was cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. Thanks for coming on, Daryl, for yeah. the relaunch hopefully, <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> we'll see two, three weeks from now if there's more episodes before we... Oh, uh... dude, I'm so far ahead in the comics. So next episode is going to be uh, Detective 39 to 43 and mm. Batman 2 and 3. Um... Dude, I'm way like I'm I'm almost to the fifties by now. I'm like in the late forties. Um How many episodes is that then? Oh god, that's gonna be It's probably like twenty five episodes. You're wait, you're twenty five episodes in. Like you recorded twenty five no, episodes. No, 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 no. Oh, oh okay. I have I have recorded seven. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how many have you recorded? No, no, no. Recorded, because... recorded seven, edited two, okay. and I'm in, in reading. I'm like way ahead. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay on schedule. I'm trying to stay on schedule. Daryl also does a Batman podcast, which is great. We try, except when Chris Campbell interrupts. Well, you know, we we have fans to tell him to shut up. I know, I know. And they it, do. See, I don't care. It's funny to me. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. to me because I know Chris, so it's fine. Oh, it's um, hilarious. So check out Gotham by Geeks on Twitter and everywhere. Taylor Network of Podcasts. Um, what else? Oh, at The Voice 123. Yeah. I'm at Geekvine. The show doesn't have a Twitter. I don't have time for all that. No, you just got to make sure the shows come out. I just got to make sure the shows come out. Right, exactly. So look for the next one a week from today. Yeah, Unless you're yeah. listening like three years ago. Then it would be like... <laughs> <laughs> and this is the last episode of it's the last I Have episode. Gotham for another two years and then he came back and did another one. No more but... episodes. Right. This is a one shot. It's the one shot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the one shot. You just... You found it. You found it. Oh, crap. Oh, man. Hopefully next week. Bye.